The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant, live here at Betty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Lifetime warranty on most new and pre-owned vehicles. Never pay over MSRP at Beatty Chevrolet. Man, I'm seeing a whole lot of trucks just pull up right here in front of the showroom. Woo-hoo, some used car, some used trucks, excuse me, some new trucks. Looking real sweet. Man, it's chilly this morning. 30 degrees right now. It's just it's a, little, little, it's a little, 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 little frosty outside this morning. Uh, but the trucks here look fantastic because of shine. Uh, it's on these trucks from the sun beaming down on them. They look beautiful, man. I can see you riding one of these trucks, Ben. Probably hit something, though, but still, you look good. I may need, I may need a truck here soon. You may. You may need one, man. You may need one. be fun to, fun to see you run over some mailboxes, be able to try to drive a uh, truck. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Uh, 865 What'd you say, Ben? Huh? You want to go? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, you you want to go? Go ahead and uh, go yeah. ahead and take up for Bo Nix. I'd love to see it. What's your what's your take on Bo Nix again? That he's just not a quarterback that I would want. I don't I don't I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's good. I I think he's he's average. I think he has his moments where you see why he was ranked a five star. Uh, but he's he's not consistent enough for my liking, and what what really tops it off for me as to why I would not want Bo Nix if he was, or if I, if I was a college team looking for a quarterback is all of the talk about the divisiveness and drama surrounding Bo Nix within that locker room. So I I, I guess simply put that. I I would not want Bo Nix if I was looking for a quarterback at Tennessee. Now, if I'm, you know, I I don't even know what school to use, but like uh, Virginia like, Tech. I'm sorry, Virginia Tech. Yeah, like if I'm Virginia Tech, then yes, I, I would I would pursue a Bo Nix. It's Virginia Tech, but if I'm a, a top tier school like in Auburn. Then, then I, I don't want Bo Nix. I guess that was my original take as well. That that's what we that's kind of how we got started on it. Is is that I think it's a a W for Auburn that Bo Nix is leaving. You you think it reflects bad on Brian Harson that Bo Nix is leaving. I, I I guess that was the the center of our conversation earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your starting quarterback, the 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 son of a <laughs> Auburn player. Uh, who was a three-year starter for you and was the reason why you were able to win a lot of your games. Uh, yes, you, you you benched him, and he didn't play well, did not respond to adversity well, but he but but he grew from that moment, and he came out there and had just a remarkable uh, showing against against LSU, and you beat them for the first time in 20 years on the, on the road. Um, here's my take on Bo Nix. He is – Physically talented, he has not tapped into his potential. He is—he's he, had an up and down uh, career at Auburn, 
But I remember when Hendon hit the portal and our reactions with Hendon. And we looked at his numbers and we was like, oh, man, he can run. It just, it was weird because if you can't play Virginia Tech, how can you, how, can you play here in the SEC and play the Virginia Tech? And then, he can run, though. Like, I remember, like, the reaction that we had. Obviously, we feel differently about Hendon now because we, we just experienced a regular season, uh, him at quarterback, and he was remarkable. But I remember the feelings of about Hendon coming in. We was, we was happy that it wasn't, it wasn't Garantano that's, that's going to be the quarterback. But I, I remember, like, there was questions about why, why can't he play at Virginia Tech? And you look at what Hendon did at, at, at Tennessee, excuse me, at uh, Virginia Tech, and the year before he got here, he only threw for 1,300 yards. He had nine touchdowns, five interceptions. And then the year before that, 2019, he only had 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. and 18, he had nothing. So, like, his track record from the portal – to his to the new school, Bo Nix is actually better than Hendon's. Now, what you mentioned is the the the, the locker room, the off the field stuff. Uh, that's a question, and is it because? And this is something that we talked about on this program. We we have crushed Gus Malzahn and his ability or lack thereof to develop quarterbacks. We have crushed him, and so I think some of that has to play into the conversation here, and Bo Nix deserves a little bit of grace um, there. Uh, but that didn't happen under Gus Malzahn. Him getting benched and, and you know, all some of the stuff that happened off the field with him messaging people, say, hey, hey, man, can you can you not show that with me? I was you know, acting up and being – I was real mad about getting benched. Did not show that because that's going to mess up my NIL deals. Like, that was, a, that was a learning experience for him, but that was under, under Brian Harson. So – Brian Harson is it is it is it Bo Nix that is acting out in a culture that's positive, or Bo Nix acting out because the culture is not where it needs to be, and he just got frustrated. Sometimes, you know, you you look at when a player acts a certain type of way, and it's easy to point the finger at the player, but then you realize like, oh, now I see why the player acted out. Just like what Jawan Jennings said, what he said, like everyone took. Juwan's, you know, everyone took Juwan's, you know, uh, side of it. So sometimes you just, you just never know, you know, like was it the coaches with the culture, or did the player really, really, really just, just act out in a culture that was that was positive? And then Tank Bisbee entered the portal. I wonder, like, who else is going to enter the portal as well? So here's my take on Bo Nix. Um, I think Bo Nix said, "Man, I got, I played here three years. I've yet to play the offense." under a coach that 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 can take me to where I need to be. Because I think if Bo Nix had Josh Heupel, Josh Heupel would do the same thing he did with Hendon Hooker. He would do it to Bo Nix. He would make him a whole lot better. Now, I don't want Bo Nix. I want Hendon. I'll take Hendon over, over, over Bo Nix all day long. Um, but I'm saying Bo needs a Josh Heupel. I think we will see the best out of Bo Nix. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's not at Ole Miss. Whew, that would be – Whew, hopefully it's not an old Miss because I can see Lane taking Bo Nix and doing some things with him. Um, but that's what that's what Bo Nix needs. He needs a Josh Heupel. He needs a Lane Kiffin because he has spent three years having his his time wasted 
two of those years by someone that does not develop quarterbacks. That's what he needs. He, so he that's my, I, I do agree with you on that point. Like he, he does deserve grace from a developmental standpoint and just from him as a player because this will be his fourth coordinator in four years. Even if he was staying at Auburn, it would be his fourth coordinator in four years because he had two under Gus, uh, and then Mike Bobo got fired this year. So he was going to even have a fourth at Auburn. So I, I do think he deserves grace in that regard. And I've been saying that for a long time now. I've been saying that since Gus got fired, even before mm-hmm. Gus got fired, that, hey, like, Bo Nix, the player, like, Auburn Auburn has a, a Gus Malzahn problem, not a Bo Nix problem. Gus, Gus Malzahn does not have a Bo Nix problem. Bo Nix has a Gus Malzahn problem. I've been saying that for, for months now, for mm-hmm. for over a year now. So I, I do agree with you from that standpoint, but I I just I w- I would not bring him in to my locker room. I I wouldn't, especially if I already had some some guys kind of waiting in the wings. Obviously, Tennessee doesn't need a quarterback now that that Hendon Hooker uh, is coming back. But it, like, say Hendon decided to leave, and Tennessee went out and and got Bo Nix. Like I, I would, I would understand them going and and getting him, but I would be very skeptical, and yeah, yeah. It, I'd be very that. nervous. Yeah, he he honestly he he's the best quarterback in the portal right now. Uh, him and him and Spencer Rally from a from a talent standpoint. Um, but anyways, I want I want to bring it up, but I, we need to get back to NIL talk because that's more important. It affects Tennessee. Uh, you know, there has been this this talk going around. Um, that the NIL deals have haven't been good enough for 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 Tennessee to go out and get players, and maybe it's not when you compare it to schools who are not under investigation by the NCAA and are are saying, you know what, we're just going to openly just do this thing, and there's no rules, so let's let's go. And now you hear about, and this is what Mark Emmert said, you are hearing now about schools being under investigation with the NIL. And for some folks, it don't scare you because you're like, so what? Who cares? You still ain't done anything that will weigh yet. So whatever. Who cares? Just because one player is not coming here and you hear something about maybe the NIL deal not being good enough, to me, that's not enough to say Tennessee has an NIL problem. Like, I need to see more examples of, of good players saying, you know what, man? Tennessee is severely behind when it comes to the NIL deals that are in place. Then we need to say, all right, all right, yeah, we need we need more structure. We need like we need to boost. We need to you know add more firepower because um, cookies and chicken ain't ain't gonna cut it for incoming players. Cookies and chicken cuts it with current players, but it's not going to cut it if you're trying to get a transcendent player at the especially at the quarterback position, like the going rate. The going right is going to make your head spin. It's, it's more than the well. What's the definition of going right? Maybe I have a misinterpretation of it. I, I a, like the average or like for the top no, tier players. Top tier okay. quarter, quarterback. Because are you are you? Because look look around the country. Look at look at Ohio State. Let's look at look at you know Clemson. Let's look at Oklahoma. Let's look at. 
uh, Alabama, let's look at Georgia. These are all programs that have gotten top-tier quarterbacks out of high school, right? And, th- and this is, you know, this is kind of where we want to be. Do do we are we able to go out and and say, hey, we're gonna take this tenth quarterback that's you know in the rankings or whatever, because we think he has better tools than what these other guys have as a top quarterback. Yeah, I mean you could do that when you have a guy like Josh Heupel, but for the for the main part, the top the top guys, there's a pretty there's a pretty good gap at the quarterback position in high school from the top guys to the next to the next level. There's a pretty good gap. You have your your Bryce Youngs, you have your your Trevor Lawrence's of the world. You you have those type of guys, and then you know the next crop of quarterbacks. There's a nice gap in between them. So let's say to go out and get those top tier quarterbacks, the going rate, y'all. <laughs> I don't think you want to know. Man, I don't think you even want to – you know, but you don't even want to say it. Well, I don't want to say it. I was going to say a moment ago that – I don't even want to say it. I mean, some of these guys are getting more than the NFL league minimum. Yeah. Like, the going rate – Near for, a million, so, if not more. Yeah. For these, for these blue-chip quarterbacks, it's more than 90% of the coaching staff one-year salary. So like so like you take a let's say you take and Tim Banks would be a good example because he's over a million. Um, but but I've heard of some plans and some deals that have exceeded a million when you look at you know three the four year plan. So the four the three the three to four year deals kind of like a damn you know you know like a professional contract. It's a three to four year deal. And the length of the deal could exceed two billion, one point five, somewhere like in that range, maybe even more. So, like with Quinn Ewers, he got a million dollars at Ohio State. His deal and left, and left after playing in like two games. So the going rate for quarterbacks like that, it's a lot. So if you if you are one of these schools and you're saying, all right, yeah, we got money. Duh, but that don't mean we we use all of it on every single player because not every player is valued the same. It's not. Not every player is valued the same. We know that. Do you want to admit it? That's on you, but we know that. We know every player does not have the same value. We get it. So if there's a defensive end that's a, oh, yeah, this is a three-year player, there's no doubt, then – you you treat that dude like a quarterback, probably. Like you have the next Jadavion uh, Clowney out. Psh, if you're South Carolina, psh, you you playing quarterback money for a dude like that, or you know a, a a Joe Thomas type, where you know like three years. This is the first round. This is this is this this dude is ridiculous. This high school is ridiculous. This is this is Larry Larry Tunzel. Now you playing you know maybe quarterback type numbers, but. There's gray area. There's gray area. So I need more. I need more than just one player who's in the portal, who's not happy with the NIL deal that maybe Tennessee is going to lay out. I have not heard about the deal. I don't know the deal, um, but I, you know, I've heard that that's that's kind of a reason why uh, the interest is not there anymore. Um, but I need to hear more 
like I need to hear some high school players like, oh man, that that the the NIL deals at Tennessee, man, was insulting compared to others. Let me ask you this. I need I need to hear more of those stories before I, you know, jump to conclusions. Uh, a separate conversation on the same topic. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on recruiting a player who only cares about the NIL. His decision will be made based off the NIL and solely the NIL. Does does that bother you? Does that change maybe? If, if you were a coach, would that change your pursuit of that player or how, how would that change things for you, if at all? It does not change a thing, a thing for me, Ben, because throughout the, the – Throughout time of college football recruiting, the the flat out number, dollar amount, has made the difference in whether a player goes to one school or the other. It just hasn't been talked about on the surface like with NIL. So if you have, let's say, ten years ago or five years ago, you have a player who is a top rated player, and he's picking between two big time programs, and one program said, "Hey, man, we gonna." We're going, we're going to give you $50,000. We're giving you $50,000 right here to, uh, to sign. And then we're going to pay you a couple hundred thousand, excuse me, we're going to pay you a couple thousand dollars a month as long as you're here. That's the deal. That's school A. School A is going to pay you 50 up front for the sign, and they're going to pay you, you know, a couple thousand a month as long as you're here. And then the other school comes in and say, hey, man, we're going to pay you 75000 up up front, and then we're going to pay you 5000 a month. And that, if, that's, if that player likes both schools equally, like, I like the, they like the coaching staff, the distance is fine enough for them, they're going to play early at both schools, what school do you think that kid's going to pick? One with the money. Exactly. So that's not different now. It's just now there's a legal way of doing it. Correct. So, like, it's just – so if, if a deal is better, NIL deal is better for one school than it is for the other, and you still like the staff, you still like you know where you'll be fit in the scheme offensively or defensively, there's still playing time available on both, both schools, of course you're going to take the one with the better deal. And I'm okay with that because that's no different than freaking what we do professionally. Like when you have a, you know, a job that you are picking between, one or the other, you're going to look at which one has the best benefits, which one's going to pay you more, which one maybe has more room to grow. Um, it's just uncomfortable for some folks because we've never talked like this about college athletics. This isn't the, the college athletics that we grew up knowing. No. Dude, did you, did, you watch the Heisman, did you watch the Heisman Trophy nope. ceremony? All right. I, I watched it for about five minutes because, obviously, you know, the Heisman – Ceremony is, is is we know what it is. We know the tr- we know that award is not what it used to be. But this is what I noticed when I watched it. I noticed CJ Stroud. I noticed Bryce Young. I noticed Yeah, I noticed those those two brothers. Aiden Hutchinson was there, he looked nice. You know, Kenny Pickett looked nice. But I was paying close attention to Stroud and Young. These dudes Looked like they were getting ready for the NFL draft. And what I mean by that, they were clean from head to toe, but they had bling 
Ben. Oh, Bryce yeah. Young, Bryce Young had a chain. I was like, yo. Well, wait, he's wait. making over a million. He He's making yeah. real deal money. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Saban already admitted that publicly that, he's, that he was making close to a million, if not over. Over when the he summer. Talked about the, yeah, the summer. Who knows what he you picked know? up during the season. Exactly. And then, dude, Stroud, he had multiple chains on and a, and a uh, pinky ring. Like, these dudes looked like they were already – transition from college to the pros and they had used some of their money that they were going to be, you know, cuz when you when you're projected at a certain number, you already go you get that money already. Like they, you know, you take that money out and you just pay it back when you get your deal. And so a lot of guys go ahead and get chains and clothes and you know, might get a car and then you, you know, you pay that money back based on where you're projected cuz they know you're going to get that get that money then you just give back. But like the way that those two quarterbacks was dressed at the Heisman ceremony, it looked like that. That's my point about this NIL stuff. Those two guys are quarterbacks. Their money is going to be different than anybody else's. Yep. It's different than Aiden Hutchinson. And Aiden Hutchinson was a Heisman finalist. Way different. Yeah, way different. Now, he can get, you know, he can get taken care of now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Money. But not, but not to the level those other guys are. Money. Yeah, it ain't quarterback money. So, like, think about it. Think about those players, because Bryce Young was already at Alabama when the NIL deal hit. Stroud was already at Alabama, excuse me, Ohio State, when the NIL deal went to effect. Now that it's in effect, imagine what it's going to take to get these players to your school. It's going to be even more and even harder. So you have to be picky and choosy about who you attach you're wagging to and who you commit to and who you promise to pay all this money to. Like, guys, somebody just got finesse for a million dollars with the Queen Ewers deal. And I don't know if it was more like a national, you know, brand to where, like, it still is, is worthy for that company or business to pay him the money that they're paying him because it, it can apply at Texas. But let's just say it was something, something local in Columbia, Columbus. Let's say that some company is like, "Hey, man, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna commit to a hundred thousand dollars for for Quinn Ewers," and they're local, bro. They just got finesse for a hundred thousand dollars because he only played two snaps or two games, excuse me, for Ohio State. That's what you want to prevent if you are any other school, including Tennessee. If I have a local business. And I'm out here, you know, I want to help my school. I want to help Tennessee. Man, I'm going to be very careful about getting involved because I don't want to drop a bunch of money for a kid to transfer after a week. So, a lot of nuance, man. A lot of nuance. It's a, a different world different we are world. living in. I different world. still feels awkward to me. Not, not that I'm opposed to it. I, I believe in players being able to to being compensated off of their name, image, and likeness. And I, I don't I don't blame a player for, for making decisions based off of NIL money, but it's, it's just completely different than the college different. football I grew up with for 20 years. Yep, yep. Adam says the watch Bryce Young had on was impressive. Exactly. I'm telling you, these dudes were dressed like they were going to the NFL draft. Whew. It's, it's a brand new world, man. It's going to make you feel different about college football. Whether it's good, bad, you will feel different. Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, live at Betty Chevrolet, Parkside Drive. They will trade for anything, buy your vehicle outright, 
lifetime warranty on most new and pre-owned vehicles, over 150 vehicles for you to choose from. BetaChevrolet.com. For what is coming up on the Swain event. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Hey there, Swain Event listeners. I'm excited to share my new Keller Williams Realty app so you can tour homes without leaving yours. Not only can you search for homes in specific areas and neighborhoods, you can also have access to real-time market snapshots on stats like average home price and days on market, plus commute times from your office, school zones, and much more. Download my app today and get the most accurate information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in your area. Just search for the Keller Williams Realty app and click on more in the lower right-hand corner. Type in Jennifer Morris in the Your Agent search bar, then save and you're set. And as always, feel free to reach out at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-382. 7007 42nd Street Brand Strategy Design If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM Stephen Lawrence is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill or call 865-693-5400.
more and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what? What are you doing, Raiders? What, what, are, you, what are you doing? Raiders. Raiders. What are you doing? The Las Vegas Raiders fuel Kansas City Chiefs with disrespectful pregame speech at their logo. One of their starting players over there with the Raiders. I want to say this is Yannick. Gungwe, Gungwa. I don't know how to say his last name. He was the ringleader. He was the leader that brought all the Raiders player to the middle of the Kansas City Chiefs logo for the pregame speech, standing on the logo, when he didn't have to do all that. And all it did was fuel the Kansas City Chiefs. In a division game, AFC West, and man, the Raiders got beat down like a Mac team. 48 to 9. Kansas City put a thumping on the Raiders, 48 to 9. And after the game, it was brought up that the Raiders players went to the mid. Uh, went to midfield there with the logo and stepped on the logo during their pregame speech. And Patrick Mahomes says you you definitely don't want people to come into your stadium and disrespect things that you kind of built. It gave us a little more motivation to go out there and win against a really good football team that we have a rivalry against that is usually is a tough football game. Tyron Matthews says, I don't think champions act in that manner. Even players on the Raiders team was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty disrespectful. Pretty, pretty disrespectful. Um, more Chiefs players admitted that it, they used that as motivation. And one player said it was kind of spur of the moment. Let's go. We all got to ride together. We all went out together. We did as a team. And we just gave them a little bit more motivation than we need to give them. So, the writers are getting a for what for 
disrespecting the other team's logo before the game and then going out and getting beat 48 to 9. That's my for what. I also going to give a for what to Urban Meyer, being unless you have him on for what. Yes, I, I was going to, to mention the Please. Urban Meyer story from over the weekend from Tom Pelissero, sure. a reporter for NFL.com. Uh, he said months of tension surrounding Jaguars coach Urban Meyer has boiled over with multiple run-ins with players and other coaches in recent weeks. Sources say renewing questions in league circles about whether Meyer's stay in Jacksonville could end after just one tumultuous season. At this point, there are no signs that Jaguars owner Shad Khan is seriously considering a change. One of one of the NFL's most patient and supportive owners, Khan dreamed for years of Meyer coaching his team and overhauling the culture of a franchise accustomed to losing. But sources yeah. say Meyer's repeated public comments shifting blame to players and coaches amid the team's two two and ten. I guess they're now two and eleven after uh, yesterday's loss to the Titans. But the team's two and eleven season have um, increased the frustration in the building with his hard charging <clears throat> and sometimes condescending approach, a style that many observers believe wouldn't work in the NFL even before the Jaguars hired him. Uh, the the main note that came from this article and it, and it's pretty lengthy, so hard to mention all of it. Um, but that Urban Meyer, during a staff meeting, delivered a biting message <clears throat> that he's a winner and his assistant coaches are losers, <laughs> according to several people informed oh of the contents gosh. of the meeting, challenging each coach individually to explain when they've ever won and forcing them to defend their resumes. God, you hired him, dude. <laughs> you you hired him. <laughs> a and, couple and months ago. Here's my question, Swain. What has Urban Meyer done in the NFL? Nothing. Nothing at all. He got into it with receiver Marvin Jones, one of the locker room's most respected and mild-mannered veterans. He became so angry with Urban Urban's public and private criticism of the receiver group that he left the facility until other staff members convinced him to come back and he had a heated argument with Urban Meyer during practice. Uh, and then going into the week before before the, the Jags lost to the Titans this weekend, there, there was a big story on uh, James Robinson, the running back. I don't know if you're familiar with that controversy last week, but Trevor Lawrence essentially came out and said, like, yeah, he needs to be playing, and I, I don't really know why. Uh, oh, but, Baker Mayfield route. Yes, he, he went the Baker Mayfield route and said that the best players need to be on the field, essentially. Uh, in this article, it says, contrary to his public statements that it was injury-related, Urban Meyer ordered James Robinson's benching after an opening drive fumble in last week's 37-7 to road loss to the Rams. He then had running backs coach Bernie Pommelly stop Robinson from re-entering the game, insisting Carlos Hyde, who played for Urban Meyer at Ohio State, stay in the game. Only after Tre Trevor Lawrence questioned Urban Meyer on the sideline about James Robinson's absence was Robinson allowed to return late in the second quarter. 
Speaking to reporters this week, Trevor Lawrence said, bottom line is James is one of our best players, and he's got to be on the field, and we addressed it. And I feel like we're in a good spot, and the whole team, we are good. And what's what's crazy about the uh, the benching of James Robinson after an opening drive fumble, Swain, is that I believe I heard that it was like his second career fumble, and he got benched for it. Second career fumble for a guy who's been in the league now for – I guess this is his second year or a couple it's seasons now. Sec, but sec, second year. Yeah, but two fumbles through over a year and a half is is pretty impressive, and he got benched for one fumble. So things not going too well there for, for old Urban. And then did you see the handshake between he and uh, Mike Vrabel after the game yesterday? Man, Urban looked like he was dead inside. <laughs> he, looked like a, he looked like a zombie in The Walking Dead. Man, he looked dead inside. He looked dead inside. Now, Urban did answer to those reports, and he says, what did he say? I got it right here. Basically, he denied the report, right? He denied the report. This is what Urban Meyer does. He says, "He says, what's the answer when things are going badly? Start link- leaking information or some nonsense. He says, no, no, that's nonsense. That's garbage. I've been very blessed. I've knelt, I've not dealt with it. I've not dealt with, uh, well, d- did you hear that? What? No, let's improve on offense and get our quarterback in position to be successful. That's our focus. He said, that's what someone's brother said or someone said, someone said uh, that would occupy very little of my time and – uh, if there's a source, that source is unemployed. Uh, I mean, within seconds, if there's some source uh, that's doing that. So Urban doesn't understand how it works at this level. At college, you can silence everyone. Uh, no one's going to talk. At this level at the NFL, anything you say in the locker room, like, people talk. There's too many people covering the NFL. People will talk. Whatever you say to people, if it's disrespectful, it will be in the news. He says, calling someone a loser, that's inaccurate. I have high expectations for our coaches. I'm very demanding of our coaches, and I expect guys to be held accountable for their positions. And the times when they're not, we address it. But I assure you there was not whatsoever a report that's nonsense. Okay. I mean, we don't have any reason to not believe Urban Meyer, right? No, <laughs> Ur- Urban's a stand-up guy. He's always, he, he's told, always the told the truth. What's What's crazy is he didn't even have the best interaction of the weekend from his clan. Did uh, you see Desmond Howard put Zach Smith in a body bag on social media? Ooh, let me go look. At oh that. yes, go go look at Desmond Howard's last last tweet last night. You know, you know Desmond Howard couldn't wait to put. Uh, oh, by, uh, Ohio he, State employee. He ran all guy. over. <laughs> Zach Smith put him under the, threw him under the bus. Reversed is it. A video? It. Is it a video or is it, is it a print? Oh, it's a it's a tweet. Zach Zach Smith oh. was tweeting bad things about Desmond, and Desmond had the all time comeback. Zach Zach Smith is uh, his his comments aren't necessarily. Safe for work. He said, uh, Desmond Howard is the worst kind of B-word. One, he doesn't study football. Two, or worse, he's too dumb to comprehend it. Three, he has as much class 
at a Saturday in July. Ooh, Zach Smith on my class. Ooh. Four, he once said on college game day he was going to Choka. Sports media is fascinating, and he tagged him. And, and Desmond came back with – he quote tweeted that tweet from Zach Smith and said, I see the court-ordered anger management classes aren't working. <laughs> and, and then Desmond responded to his own tweet of a, a screenshot from an article that says, Zach, who still spends time online telling just about anyone that he never physically hurt his wife – and any information to the contrary is just a pile of lies cooked up by Courtney in order to ruin him. Courtney is not alone. He also spends plenty of time calling anyone he doesn't like, man or woman, a B-word. And, and, then, and then tweeted the, the link to, to Courtney's story. <laughs> Des, 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 I'm looking at it. Oh, Desmond Howard. Let him breathe, man. Let him breathe. Let him breathe, Desmond. Get your foot off his neck, David. Oh, then he comes back and says, like he says, I would like to apologize to everyone who doesn't have the ability to recognize a good, a fun, good-natured ribbing among football rivals. CJ uh, is good, we good, and that's all that matters to me. Everyone else can relax and enjoy the rest of their night. Who is CJ? I don't know, but... Don't apologize, Desmond. He tried to come for you, man. He called you out your name. He called you out your name. You had well, I don't. To get him. I don't think he was apologizing for that. I, I, I guess there was an interaction between C.J. Stroud and and Desmond at the Heisman ceremony. Like I said earlier, I did not watch it. Ah, yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I could have okay. cared less. And I, I think oh, people okay, okay. were giving Desmond crap for whatever it is that tweet. he said. Oh yeah, this is this is a different tweet. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Because of Michigan Ohio State uh, rivalry. Yeah, but I guess I guess yeah. that's why Zach Smith tweeted at Desmond because of whatever it was that Desmond said. A, a joke. Yeah, a little joke. Yeah, it's probably what it was. Yeah, but man, Zach Smith. <laughs> he chose he he chose the wrong one to mess with. You know what's what's funny is though. Is you know, Ohio State has had the bragging rights for so many years, and they've been able to joke. And Michigan, they've had to take it. I mean, the jokes toward Desmond Howard, he's had to take it. You take it in fun, you take it in stride. And then, like, Desmond Howard has had the one opportunity in a long time to be able to joke around a little bit with Ohio State, and this is the energy that Desmond gets. Like, man, if you're going to be able to dish it, be able to take it a little bit too if it comes back, um, you know, in your direction. But my goodness. Yeah, people don't know how to do that anymore. They don't. Everybody loves to joke, but the moment the moment you start to joke on them, uh, you're so emotional. Uh, you're you're just being rude. Yeah. Uh I I'm told that Desmond Howard just had a bad bad timing. I mean he, if you I don't know how much shade you throw at Ohio State at the Heisman ceremony. When the quarterback is there, I don't think that's the right time to do all that. But hey, uh, I didn't watch. I didn't watch that part of it. I watched just enough to see that the that that the quarterbacks were dressed like they were going to the NFL draft, except for you know Pickett, Kenny Pickett. Uh, everybody else was like they was in a Cash Money Records video going to the NFL. That's that nil money. Well, this is the final score of the Bears Packers game last night. 
I, dude, let me tell you what happened, man. I really don't know the final score. I went to bed at like way before it was over. Let me tell you, I don't know the final score either. Um, but let me tell you what happened. So, 45-30. So, wow. I'm watching, I'm watching the game. I see the Bears went up. Like, okay, all right. Got some offense flowing. Uh-huh. This is looking good right here. Had a punt return. Had a, you know, Demir Bird. You know, one of the players that that like, that I worked with back in the day doing a, doing the uh, combines. He is from Timber Creek High School, in New Jersey. I never forget it. He went to South Carolina, and I remember trying to get Tennessee to uh, look at him because I hand timed him in Dallas, Texas, at. Uh, Duncanville High School. I timed him at a four-two-eight myself. I'll never forget it. Anyways, to be a bird, called a short pass while he was lined up in the backfield. It was a great, great play call, great play design. He outran the defense for a touchdown. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Look at, look at, look at my Bears, man. Let's, let's go, let's go, Bears. I didn't get too excited. Smart. I didn't get too excited. Because it's way, way too much time left uh, in the game. So I didn't get too excited. I was just, I was impressed so far. Was, all right, all right, okay. Okay, got some offense going. Maybe maybe we can pull this thing out. Maybe, maybe. Didn't get my hopes up too much. And then, you know, halftime, it's, it's 27, uh, 21, the Bears. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, let's go. Man, I want to go take a shower, Ben. Around halftime. <laughs> I want to go take a shower. Like, right at the beginning of the third quarter, I want to go take a shower. Dude, I come out the shower. It's 38 to 27. I'm like, what the what? What What just, what? How, what? What it just happened? <laughs> and I went to go look it up, and Justin Fields threw a pick six after Green Bay went down, and you know, uh, kicked the field goal in the first position in the second half. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's a wrap. It's it, it's over. It, it It's over. It, it's, it's, it's a wrap. It's it's over. Yeah, it was over. No, actually, Green Bay scored a touchdown in the first possession of the second, of the second half, and then they got a big six. So, so they scored like 14 points within like the 10 to 15 minutes I was in the shower. And Not ideal. That's what happened. That's what happened. Man, then, the NFL's weird this year. Just yeah, score, I know the, the Packers won as expected, but I, I didn't necessarily think it would be a, a close game for that long. I mean, it wasn't a close. It wasn't a close game uh, after that pick six in the third quarter. It was a wrap. It was over. Man, it was <laughs> it was over at the two fifty two mark. It was oh, it's forty five no, to thirty. Me. I thought you said no, forty to thirty five. At the eight minute mark, the third quarter, the game was over. That was a pick six, and then Green Bay came back on their third possession in the second uh, half and kicked the field goal, made it thirty eight to to, to twenty seven. Um, but anyways, point is, they put up like two touchdowns back to back. One was a pick six, and from there it was over. It was a wrap. I enjoyed Baltimore losing to the Browns. Oh, that was fantastic. And the Bengals losing to Juwan Jennings. That was fantastic. Juwan playing like a beast. Nothing new there. But that was fantastic, man. Two division uh, rivals losing. Um, that that made that loss to the to, to Vikings not so bad. Not so bad. 
Still in the hunt, man. Still in the hunt. We got a big one uh, this weekend against the Titans. In in the Berg. In the Berg. And your That's boy's going to be there. That's going to be good. Man. I'm so excited. You know what I hope happens to you, Ben? That they lose by 50. No. I hope you pack all of your stuff. And I hope you forget your terrible towel. I'll just buy one there. I hope you forget it. I hope you forget it. I want to see that look on your face when you when you when you be like, "Oh man, I forgot the one thing I need when I go to a Pittsburgh game. I gotta have my terrible towel. I gotta have it." Because <laughs> I'm sure that <laughs> that there won't be enough there. Oh, there blew plenty, but it'd be like thirty dollars more than you oh, know yeah. what, what you got it from Amazon, probably. That that is <laughs> that is a fact. I got I got I my see. Troy Polamalu jersey ready to go though. So if I forget the terrible towel, I'll still be winning. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to see you. Like, I want to see just the reaction. I, I don't want. You, I want you to have it, but I just want to see the reaction of you going to the to the game and not have your terrible towel. That'd be that'd be hilarious. Oh, would it? Would it be hilarious? Huh? 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 Yeah, it would be hilarious. Wow. But I want the Steelers to win, man. I like the Steelers. I told yeah. you, I like Mike Tomlin. He's my favorite coach in the league. If if you say so, I I know one thing. It's going to be cold. I high like Mike Tomlin. You know this. High of thirty five on. Well, high of 29 on Sunday. No, no, sorry. High of 37, low of 29. So I'll be freezing uh, my rear end off. Yo, you'll, be, you'll be complaining to somebody next to you. No, I won't. I'll be, I'll be happy. <laughs> it, so it'll, cool. be a, it'll be a, a, a long weekend for old Ben, and, and I'm not <laughs> complaining at all about it because Saturday, waking up and driving over to Nashville, going to go watch Tennessee Memphis play in Bridgestone. And then as as soon as the game is over, headed to Pittsburgh. Nine-hour drive, baby. Nashville to Pittsburgh on, on Saturday afternoon slash night. Going to go through Morgantown, try to break into the football stadium and the basketball arena, see what, what the Mountaineers are talking about with its facilities. Don't do that. Then on, on Sunday, wake up and uh, go enjoy the Steelers' beatdown of the Titans. Big Ben going to go off on that terrible, soft and terrible Titans defense. On on Sunday, then 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 gonna head back and uh, make the drive back to Knoxville. Get back about two in the morning. Wake up and do radio. Speaking of Nashville, there's a low T center in Nashville. There's one in Tri Cities. There's one in Chattanooga. There's one here in Knoxville. Lowtcenter.com. Reinventing men's healthcare. So if you're feeling tired, you're feeling grumpy, you've noticed weight gain, loss of muscle mass. These could all be signs of le- low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T center can help. Determine the cause. Make sure you go to their website at LowTCenter.com. Book an appointment. Also know that right now, Low T Center offers monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments. They ship directly to your home. and They're just $155 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's health care. So, Ben, you already doing that trash talking. Uh, oh, type yeah. Fans. You doing I that mean, already? I... I feel as comfortable trash talking the Titans because the Steelers own the Titans. I mean, the, the Steelers, no matter the circumstance, routinely beat the Titans. I mean, it just is what it is. Why should I not be confident? Okay. Regardless of circumstance, Wayne. Regardless of circumstance. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody already on the text box. I haven't even looked. I bet there's somebody oh, bragging about. The Titans shutting out the Jaguars. No. 
No, no, Congratulations. No. Congratulations. No. Shutting out the Jaguars. Must be nice to play in the AFC South where you get four games against the Texans and the Jaguars, and you can't even win all four of them because you already lost to the Texans. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, it's all in all in good fun. All in good fun. I'm sure the the Steelers will lose because I'll be there. My teams hate me, and and they will lose. So let, let me let me get to the text box before we wrap up today's show. Uh, will Good says, "Watch your mouth, young Ben." Tighten up. Uh, Big Bad Voodoo Nate says, "Steelers tied." Who? I would rather tie the Lions once than lose to the Jets and the Texans in the same season. Uh, Big Ben is trash to Voodoo Nate. Phillips says, I live in Lexington, Kentucky. If you need a place to crash on the way to PA, holla mm-hmm. at Phillip G. Uh, ATL VFL says, how about Callaway, Jennings, and Palmer showing out in the league? That is great. Makes Pruitt look terrible. Um, I will check my tweets there, SCVFL. Thank you. Count says that apology was related to Desmond Heisman. Desmond Howard's Heisman comments. I loved his comments uh, in all all in good fun. Uh, Brandon B says, Ben, I saw you at the UT game. I was going to say hi, but you were busy working. You can always say hi. Always. Always interrupt Ben. He ain't doing nothing. Correct. I was upset that Army was losing the Navy. Vaughn Birmingham says, I get being a hard butt as a coach, but the NFL's grown men. It's their job. You have to act like a CEO over a law firm. Millionaires working with other millionaires. Urban will have to change. Yep. Or he'll be back on the TV set, which I don't know if you can even bring him back on TV set with all his scandal stuff. He needs to be at, at home. Um, DSG Vaughn says, Urban thought Ish was sweet. He sure did. He looked defeated. He looks defeated. Uh, Big Mad Mike, see your comment there. Uh, today's new, new, new equipment, man. Uh, sounded good on my end. I know for some folks, uh, may not have certain situations, but we'll continue to adjust that. Still working on uh, finding that sweet spot of audio levels with new equipment. Uh, but man, just so fortunate and blessed and thankful for Scott. Thank you so much. Um, the other McKee, did you see Trey blow up that Raiders player? I sure did. Trey Smith, land folks out. Uh, we got to run. That's our time here at Betty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. For the great Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. live from the Low T Center studio. Betty Chevrolet, over 150 vehicles in stock. Lifetime warranty on most new pre-owned vehicles. Get on by here. Let the good people of Betty take care of you like they took care of me and my family. Like they took care of me and my brother. We're not just here talking about Beatty. We actually bought a car from Beatty. My brother actually bought a vehicle from Beatty. Service is A+. Come on out here, folks, and experience it. Same time tomorrow, 7 a.m. Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue.